it's it's just seeing the whole circle come together of getting individuals excited about working in solar and then being able to offer the opportunity not just to get trained but to actually start your career with SunCommon. This is the Contractor's Corner podcast series from Solar Power World. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Contractor's Corner podcast. I'm Kelsey Misbrenner, Managing Editor with Solar Power World, and we have had quite a whirlwind of a fall season so far. Me, Kelly, and Billy, and a couple of our sales team made it to Anaheim for RE+, which was a long-awaited reunion of almost 30,000 of our closest friends in the industry. It was electric. Everyone was so excited to be back in person after so much time away from this biggest trade show. We saw a ton of new products in each of our beat areas that we cover We did post roundup stories about those different things that we saw on our website. If you haven't seen that yet, you can check out uh, solarpowerworldonline.com. RE Plus is always just such a great opportunity for us to see what's happening in the industry and kind of plot a path forward for the coming year in solar. It was no surprise to me that we could not go a couple of minutes without hearing someone talking about the IRA or seeing a sign at a booth saying how much money the IRA is saving this company or that company um, or how installers can benefit from the IRA by using X or Y product made in America, etc., In our November issue that's coming up soon, we dive into the details that are available so far around the IRA. We are still waiting on the Department of the Treasury's uh, more specific guidance on all of the different IRA provisions. The Treasury Department has started convening some stakeholder meetings, and I believe a couple of companies that I talked to at RE Plus are a part of those discussions already. They are also soliciting public comments um, from now until early November. So again, check out our website. We have a story on that and we will be following this very closely. In our November issue, we take a look at the different provisions that we have some clarity on so far. We take a look at how the storage industry is going to benefit and change from the standalone storage ITC, which is brand new. We look at the new option of choosing between a PTC production tax credit or an ITC investment tax credit. And we dive a little deeper into the different manufacturing credits available for the mounting and panel industry. We do expect there to be some more American manufacturing announcements in the near future because of these different manufacturing provisions. Kelly is very much on top of the solar panel manufacturing plans. Um, She's got a very detailed roundup of those plans in our November issue, and that will be online as well. Looking ahead to the rest of the year, 
we will be working on our top products special section. We will be highlighting the new technological advancements that we have seen that we expect to transform the industry or just give installers more selling options as we move toward a whole home solar ecosystem. As we do approach the end of the year, I will be working on my new schedule of Contractors Corner interviewees for 2023. So if you think your installation or development company is a good fit, please reach out to me via email. For this month, we talk with Suncommon. This installation company is based in New York and Vermont. They do commercial and residential work. And today I am talking to Joanne Swap, who is the VP of operations. She came to Suncommon after spending the first half of her career working in high ranking positions in the US Navy. Suncommon is a B corporation with employee ownership, and Joanne felt very passionate about their mission and their employee-centric approach, and that is why she is working with them today. I'm thrilled to feature at least a couple of diverse voices in the solar leadership space this year on Contractors Corner, and I'm really hoping to expand upon that next year. I will say that in Anaheim at RE Plus this year, I absolutely saw more women than I ever have before at a solar trade show. And that was really encouraging to me. And I hope that we continue to see women and other diverse voices filling the top spots at solar companies. Once again, if you are a company that prioritizes hiring people who look different than the status quo for C-suite positions, please do reach out to me and I would be happy to add you to our roster for next year. In the meantime, though, I hope you enjoy this interview with Joanne and stay tuned for all of Solar Power World's coverage of what we saw at RE Plus and what we expect to see because of the IRA over the next few years. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Contractors Corner podcast. Today, I am so excited to be here with Joanne Swap. She is the VP of Operations for Suncommon. Welcome, Joanne. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Are you in Vermont or New York yourself? I live in New York, but I'm actually in Vermont right now, so I go back and forth. We have a second uh, region in Kingston, New York, so I'm a little bit closer there. I kind of go back and forth between the offices. Okay, got it. I guess I'd like to start off with learning about your journey to the solar industry. Um, I understand that you, uh, your background is in high-ranking positions in the Navy. So tell me about that. Yeah, so I, I joined the Navy and I was actually part of the Nuke Power program. So I was one of the first females to go through the Nuke engineering program. I was a nuclear electrician. I did that for about 10 years. Uh, and then I got commissioned as an officer and stayed as a nuclear engineering officer out on ships and et cetera, et cetera. And it was really, it was a great career. Um, and I learned a lot. I also got to see, you know, certain areas that, that were wasteful in different, in different aspects. Um, but I did get to learn so much about energy and everything associated with that. 
when I retired from the Navy, I actually took a little time in telecommunications, working um, with a lot of the larger uh, companies, Time Warner, Spectrum, stuff like that. And one of the things that I, I kind of felt I was missing was that connection with community again. Telecommunications um, is super important to the world and the community connecting each other, but it's a little further step away from the local community or even the national community. So I was you know, starting to think of what was my next career step to bring that back into my life as I felt I had when I was in the Navy. And coincidentally, the, one of the members of the board of our company found me on LinkedIn and they were looking for a VP of operations. And long, lo and behold, here I was in January in a new career with Suncom and it's been fantastic. So I also understand that you grew up in dairy country in Pennsylvania. Yeah, so I grew up uh, between York and Lancaster on the Susquehanna, uh, kind of south central uh, Pennsylvania, surrounded by dairy farms. And I was not a farmer. I worked on farms uh, in high school with uh, a lot of animals and horses in the area and then also just out in the fields. Um, and it was such an, a connection with nature when you're seeing what is sourcing the energy in your body being grown right next door to you. So it was a just a really fantastic way to grow up to understand kind of the circle of life and what it takes to sustain, you know, life on this planet, which ties really well into solar because in my opinion, that's where we need to go to really keep um, moving forward in our climate crisis actions and with just the health of the planet. And I have a daughter who's 17 and you know, I, I want her to be able to have those dairy country farm experiences as well. And so that's kind of a good tie in to what I'm doing now. OK. And is Suncommon doing any work in agricultural solar that could tie into your background there? Absolutely. We have installed many farm solar systems, uh, especially in Vermont and a couple of really larger ones in New York as well. So that's a, a pretty significant part of, of our clientele is the, the solar energy powering the local farms in both of the regions that we're in. So Suncommon is a unique company for a few reasons. And one of those is that it's a B Corp. Mm -hmm. So did that help draw you to this company? And what does that mean for the employees there? Oh, it absolutely did. So I was not uh, very versed in B Corp before I started researching Suncommon. And the B Corp certification is something that you get from an international company called B Lab. And what they look for in the company is the highest standards in transparency, focus on environment, focus on fair treatment, profit equitable to your mission. So we focus every decision we make, it takes into account the financial health of the company, but also our mission as, as really the primary focus of our company. We're one of only 70 publicly traded B Corps, which we're really proud of. We really feel that business can and should be used as a force for good. And so that is one of our major focuses and why we're so proud of our B Corp certification. Yeah, absolutely. And you, I've seen that grow in the solar industry. More companies are seeing that employees are drawn to, to the B Corp values. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how else does Suncommon stand out from others in the um, mid-range project space? 
Yeah, so we have a very active ESG program. We are uh, paired with New York Renews in New York. Um, then we do a lot of activism to help with legislation to help move the needle a little bit further on the national and on the state level. Some of the struggles that uh, a lot of places have is just the legislation isn't there to support solar as a larger choice for your energy needs. So we're very active in that regard. We also believe that storytelling really inspires people. So we have an annual climate action film festival where we get some submissions from around the world of independent filmmakers that focus on things that touch the environments um, around the world in different aspects of areas that it's really negatively impacting and what's being done in the area and personal stories. We get over 200 submissions every year. We select a good number. We have two nights of a film festival where we actually it's going to be back in person now. It was virtual, but we'll have a virtual and an actual in theater. We sell tickets and it's by donation. So whatever you feel comfortable donating and all the proceeds go to New York Renews and our other activist partners. So it's just a wonderful event that we throw every year that I feel is extremely powerful in reaching the community and helping everyone understand just the global aspect of what the climate crisis is doing to our planet and how we can help to mitigate those the actions. We'll be right back. Today's podcast is sponsored by Soltech. Soltech is a global and vertically integrated company specializing in solar tracker manufacturing. The company has a track record of 17 gigawatts around the globe and a purchasing capacity of over $350 million. Learn more about Soltech's products at soltech.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Scanifly. Want to survey more sites per day? Searching for better accuracy? There's nothing more frustrating than showing up on install day and finding the layout does not fit. Scanifly's survey and design platform solves these problems. Scanifly, the only drone-based solar software, will help you survey three to five times more projects per day while getting perfectly accurate measurements and minimizing roof time. New to drones? Contact Scanifly and take their free course to become a solar drone pilot today at scanifly.com backslash surveyor dash associate dash program. Now back to the show. So you did mention the fact that SunCommon is active on the legislative level. Do you have you looked into how the new federal IRA bill is going to impact SunCommon's work? Yeah, actually, one of the most wonderful things about the IRA bill is we've struggled to get to the nonprofit community. Um, it's, there's just a hindrance when it comes to financing and how you get through all of that aspect of justifying, you know, the installation costs and everything associated with that. And it's one area that we have really wanted to dive into. And there are many aspects of the Inflation Reduction Act that tie to incentives to get into the nonprofit schools, that kind of area. So we're super excited to be able to help people become clients and help them get those incentives so that we can just expand our, our reach into that, that market. Absolutely. I mean, as soon as we started reporting, some of the first emails I got were about the direct pay piece of the legislation. So many nonprofits haven't been able to get those PPAs in the past. Maybe they're a little too small. Maybe it's just too burdensome. So that piece is huge. And I think it also really reaches the individuals too. the extension of the ITC, the backdating of the ITC and the extension for the next 10 years. 
Honestly, I, I'm getting solar installed. I, I didn't have solar. I have a project going in. And as I dug into my, pro my project itself, it actually helps me see even additional things in that, that bill that came through that's going to help me afford and just encourage more individuals to take the leap onto solar. I think the decision to go solar, it, it's not really a commodity. It's an emotional decision for a lot of people. Sometimes it's about saving money and being frustrated with the power companies and how they change their costs. So again, it links back to an emotional decision. So having the ability to bring in the incentives and to help individuals see how they can afford to go solar and what the impact it is of one little home going solar at a time, how important that is, it's really wonderful. Yeah, and the federal government is just sort of underscoring that whole point this is an important Finally. Finally. piece of the energy mix. Yeah, it's yeah. really, it's been really a little something. Coming, I think, but I think we have some really good momentum now. Tell me about the most unique project Suncommon has completed, and it might be a headline that I scrolled past as I was doing some research for this, that uh, your company installed the largest net metered array that's possible in Vermont recently. <laughs> So that might be one of them, if you could talk on, on that. Uh, so I have two examples, one in Vermont and one in New York, actually. So we just, we are just wrapping up. It's on an actual, there's a school system, Winooski school system in Vermont, and it is the largest uh, school powered from solar now. So it, it was a massive project that we partnered with the community and with the township and with the state to allow for us to install the system. Um, it was great having, the ability to go to the work site and to see all of the young adults that were there being educated, but also seeing the impact and understanding and talking about solar and getting excited about their school going solar and what that meant. And that was just such a fulfilling kind of job that we had done um, above and beyond, you know, the, the reach and the, the expansive size. It was even deeper when we're seeing the next generation get excited about this type of renewable energy and shifting the focus to renewable energy. The other example that I absolutely love, there is a um, apartment complex in New Paul's, New York. It's called Zero Place. And it is actually an apartment and retail complex that is net zero. So all of their energy comes from the solar that we installed. And one of the awesome parts of this project was we got to work with a whole you know, a bunch of subcontractors and architects and the community above and beyond just the investors. And they brought on a geothermal heating system for their hot water and for their heat. And we installed all the solar. And that actually just finally had the ribbon cutting, I believe in April of this year. And it is a beautiful building. And it's in an area that was a little bit economically depressed. And this type of thing that we can bring to that type of area just lifts the whole community up and it starts that momentum outside of even just renewables to just help a community grow and blossom and it's an absolutely beautiful building. So what is preventing Suncommon from installing more projects? Mm -hmm. So we touched on it a little bit ago, it's get, reaching those nonprofits and, and helping homeowners with those tax credits that we're really excited about the legislation that's gone through. I would also say on a state level, the regulations are not as state run in some places. So in New York specifically, township to township, they have a lot of different regulations. So there's different permitting that's associated with it. Um, and so that makes it challenging when you're trying to really reach a large scale if you're having to do an individual and understand this township requires this and it's going to take this amount of time. So 
one of the things that we're working on at the state level is to just try to get that permitting brought to a state standard so that it's a little more streamlined and a little bit easier to get the everything you need in and through in a timeline that you can expect and schedule out. So that is definitely a struggle in some areas that I think is also moving in a really positive direction. Yeah, with all the development around solar app, I think that they're now like offering to just give states money for for adopting it. I mean, they're just like, please try this. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully we will see more momentum with that. Yeah. What are some new product trends that your company is looking forward to? So there's a couple there. One of the most exciting things for me is the direction that storage is going. So we all know in most places, the sun is not up 24 hours a day. So if you want to really depend on your solar system, you need a battery storage system. And it's sort of in its infancy to some extent. We've been installing for a couple of years now, but it is moving quickly now to increase the capacity and bring down the cost for individuals and for larger apartment complexes and a larger communities to install the battery storage, which I think is going to be fantastic. It helps bring stability to the grid, and it also helps the homeowners be a little more independent in what they're using their solar system for. The second item kind of pairs with that is the smart home. It's not a new concept. However, the technology now is moving further down into solar with some some smart panels um, and some different batteries, as I mentioned, where Customers just have more control over their system and their energy use. And they can even see indications of appliances that are maybe pulling more power recently that might be getting ready to fail. So your dryer, your washing machine, you see a spike in how much energy it's using over the course of time. There's an indication that maybe it needs serviced or it's getting ready to be replaced. So I'm very excited about the pairing of that smart home battery concept, which empowers individuals, but also brings more stability to the grid as it's feeding into and allowing for surges on the grid and and kind of sharing that solar power impact across the grid, which I think is fantastic. Definitely. And we were at RE Plus and we totally are seeing this where all of the manufacturers are trying to offer a full smart ecosystem home. And many of them have various levels that homeowners can choose from, whether they want just a few circuits backed up, they want that whole home or off grid. So Mm -hmm. those options are increasing too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you look back five, 10 years ago, you could isolate loads and you had to do it manually yourself. So if your power went out, you would have to go down and flip some breakers and say, I only want these on. And, and, you know, I can't, I don't have enough power for these other options. Now, it does it itself. And like you said, there's apps where you can adjust it right from your phone. You, you don't even have to be home to adjust what your power usage is, which is which is phenomenal. Tell me about the most rewarding moment of your solar career so far. That's great. And actually it's very recent. So in New York, there is a organization called Communities for Local Power and they run a green jobs paid training program And we've partnered with them for a couple of years. And this year, we had a group of eight individuals that came at different times for about two weeks to work with our crews and to see what solar power is about. And it's really to encourage like an expansion of the green trades is is the concept behind it. And not only was it awesome to just see the individuals coming and learning about solar with their hands on and everything like that, but also... um, 
we have two that have asked to come back and work for us that we are going to offer give job offers to as soon as they graduate in a week or two so it's it's just seeing the whole circle come together of getting individuals excited about working in solar and then being able to offer the opportunity not just to get trained but to actually start your career with suncommon so I think I'm just very, very proud that we're part of that group. And I'm so excited to bring some of the individuals into our family. Oh, that's really cool. And I'm sure you'll need to have more and more events like that as these IRA incentives really start kicking in into the public's sort of knowledge. Yes, hopefully. Absolutely. Does Suncommon have any plans to expand further than New York and Vermont? We do. So we um, right now we're in the Hudson Valley and capital region of New York. We are in most of Vermont. We pretty much cover most of the state. So our short term goals over the next couple of years is to really grab a, a larger footprint in the state of New York. One, because we we know how to operate there and we're there. And so uh, we have a lot of local support there. But we're also um, owned by ISUN and they do work across the country. So as we're integrating with ISUN, the acquisition was last year, we're starting to see other areas of the country that we can likely you know, set up shop or just temporary with ISUN partnership. As they're doing the large industrials, we can take on some smaller commercials in the area and it makes absolute sense there. So we're really looking at as many options as we can. And I think the legislation that's going through and the, the steps that states are taking right now is just gonna help in that regard. That's exciting. Any other thoughts about being in the solar industry and what you're looking forward to? Well, it's been it's been so exciting. It's been quite a, a, a roller coaster. We call the solar coaster, you know, the, the supply chain issues that's plagued everyone. It's hit the solar, solar communities too, and we're starting to come out of that as we're starting to bring individuals back into the office now that, you know, we're getting a little further through the pandemic. Um, it's just, amazing to see the community come back to life. So it's super exciting for all the team members. I'm excited personally for it. And I really love our focus on the activism because in, in my opinion, the government is really what's gonna help move the needle. So businesses are there to support. We're here to do as much good as we possibly can, but the support has to come from the government level to really push us to that renewable energy. And now that we're starting to see some of that really come to fruition, it, it's just such an exciting time. Most definitely. You you came on board at a great time. Thank you so much for joining me, Joanne. Thank you for having me. This has been another edition of Contractors Corner. Join us each month as I talk to solar contractors across the country. Thanks for listening to the Solar Power World podcast. Visit us online at solarpowerworldonline.com for more great featured content and breaking solar news. See you back here next month.